Hello, I'm Deborah Frith, and you're listening to Wolves Weekly, a roundup of all of the week's action exclusive to Wolves Radio. Now, joining me today, we have club commentator Mikey Burrows. Mikey, you couldn't be with us last week, so Nathan Duda kindly stepped in in your place. But how have you been? I know, it's unbelievable. You ditched me for a week, Nathan, really. <laughs> I, I was off enjoying a bit of cricket, watching my beloved Warwickshire win the county championship. And for all those who don't live in the UK and don't really understand what cricket is, it was kind of a big deal, but not really not to most people. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we had a lovely weekend. We, uh, we had a trip down to the south coast and we got to see something special, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, we've had the under-23s on Monday. I know you want to talk about Wolves women. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on at the club at the moment. Yeah, it's a really exciting time. I don't know about you, but I have had the biggest smile on my face since Sunday. I've just been in a great mood. It was another three points away from home and that magical goal from Raul Jimenez that we've all been waiting for. What a huge, huge moment for him. Um, yeah, I just I just couldn't stop grinning all afternoon and evening. I think it's carried on through into the week, as I'm sure many people listening probably feel the same. Um, but after the phenomenal journey that he has been on, to have him now come full circle and have scored his first Premier League goal since his return is just absolutely amazing yeah it will do a huge amount for confidence and there is an element Chris Wellamos talked an awful lot about it on match day live extra gem about you know for a striker you can do all the other things in the game and we've seen him defending attacking winning headers in the air bullying defenders all of it but the ball not here in the back of the net Mm. and then it all seemed to come together in one kind of classic Raul moment where he left Jan Bednarek twice twice the first one he out muscles him and runs away from him (laughs) then he cuts back infield and leaves one defender on the floor and then he leaves Bednarek on the floor again that is the Raul Jimenez that we all came to love that everybody adored for the last couple of seasons and hopefully this is the start of I don't want to call it a renaissance because it, it, you know, it, it feels harsh on him because of what he's been through. But if this is the second time, the second era of Raúl, then yeah. hopefully it's going to be an amazing one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could see just how much it meant to him. A bit, a bit of relief, and also just the, the, the joy of being able to to score again in front of the fans, and, and also not only to him, but to every single member of the team. You could see as they all came to celebrate with him and hug him, like genuinely, like they they knows how much this means to him, and it means so much to them. They've been there throughout this recovery journey with him, and to see him sort of get that final uh, that final part of his recovery um, is is just amazing. And also the fans in the away end, again, amazing support from them and great for them to see such a huge moment for him people watching all across the world his family the doctors that have helped him uh, during this period it was just such a huge moment for everybody to to come together and, and, and celebrate with Raul and um yeah just absolutely absolutely amazing yeah but the key thing and I think the thing that he will point to himself is that this is not the end this is not the end of the story it, mm-hmm. it's a it's a an end of a chapter uh, as regards how the story goes But from him, his point of view, as you and I both know, because we've spoken to him a lot in the last year, Mm. he wants to come back better. He doesn't just want to be the old Raul. He wants to be an even better, new, improved Raul. And therefore, we're going to need to see more of what we saw on Sunday. So I don't want to downplay it too much (laughs) because it was an amazing moment, but it's not the moment. The moment has to come week after week after week. And if he does that he will carry this team forwards again. 
Yes, well, it was another three points for us uh, on the road at Southampton. What did you make of the win? It's a strange one, Jen, because in statistics terms, and you know that I get bogged down in stats when I'm preparing for games and stuff, it was kind of the worst performance of the season (laughs) in terms of the amount of efforts we had on goal, in the amount of passes, the success rate of the passes, the amount of dribbles that were attempted, the amount of crosses that were attempted, Mm -hmm. all those different metrics, it wasn't as good as, say, the Tottenham game, which was an amazing performance, yet we lost that match and we beat Southampton. And football is strange like that in some ways. I don't actually think anybody played necessarily badly. It was a a classic Premier League tense game between two teams who really needed a win. Mm -hmm. Wolves had a really good start. Nelson Semedo threw in less than 60 seconds. Probably should have put us in front. Southampton had a spell at the start of the second half where they came back strongly. But this is what Wolves have done in the last couple of years, and maybe what they didn't do last season, that they achieved more and more in the first two campaigns, which was winning tight games. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that when you have someone like Raul Jimenez to produce what he did. And therefore, you know, we won't ever look back on that game with a great deal of fondness apart from for the Raul moment. No one's going to put out an end-of-season DVD of just the Southampton away game. (laughs) But... It's key because it gives the whole team confidence, it gave us three points, and it helps us on the, st- on the journey to move forwards. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, like Southampton particularly coming back in the second half, we were Jose Sarr put in a fantastic performance yeah. to keep us that clean sheet. You know, he made some important saves and, of course, actually set up Raul for his goal as well. So if we can give him an assist there, even better. Um, but yeah, that clean sheet is so important as well, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, look, the defence got some criticism for for certainly the Brentford game and the manner of the goals they conceded. And a a little bit at at Spurs, obviously, it was was much changed. But, you know, you mentioned Jose Sarr. I've been really impressed with him, Jim. Mm. You know, Rui Patricio was a wonderful goalkeeper. We know he was a wonderful goalkeeper. But what Rui didn't do is what Jose Sarr's doing now. And that's the balance of what you're going to get and offer to the team. So Rui Patricio tended to be quite deep. He was an excellent shot stopper. But he wasn't a goalkeeper who commanded his area. And as we saw at Southampton, the outside of his area and being able to come and charge things down oh, and, yeah. and get involved almost as an extra sweeper. Yeah. And, because they now have him, that's allowing the defence to push up a little bit higher, which hopefully will help out our midfield and then help us out going forward. So you can see what Bruno is trying to do. You can see the impact that Jose Sarr is having. And you're dead right to highlight the fact that not just with his kicking, but with his throwing as well, he's the kind of goalkeeper that wants to get things moving. And, and hopefully in the long term, the fans will enjoy that. On Sunday, Bruno also changed the starting eleven for the first time in the league since our opening match against Leicester. Um, he brought in He Chan Huang, Janil Pudence, Leandro Dendonka um, in place of Francisco Trincao, Adama Traore and Ruben Neves. Um, that's the first time he's made those, those changes. So clearly he was very, very impressed with their performances that he saw during the Carabao Cup tie midweek last week. Um, do you think going into Newcastle this weekend, he might keep some of those people in the starting level do you think we're going to see changes week on week now what do you think he's going to sort of do now going forward I I wouldn't expect kind of wholesale changes every week Mm -hmm. but the whole point of having a squad Mm -hmm. the whole point of having more options available is to be able to pick certain players for certain games 
and we saw Daniel Pedence had built up his fitness from that Nottingham Forest League Cup game and then a couple of substitute appearances. Wang had got his goal at Watford and I thought Wang played really, really well against Spurs and in different roles as well during the game. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Leander's had to be patient. And we know that the midfield two have got through an awful lot of minutes and covered an awful lot of ground. So I, I don't think we should be surprised that we see different players come in. And actually, credit to all three, they, they did okay in the game, yeah. differing levels of it. But, you know, that's the beauty of it. If we're All last season, Jem, we sat here and we were like, you know, we don't really have much else to change things. Now, we look at the bench on Sunday... And we got Ruben Neves and Adama Traore sat next to each other, and and Francisco Trincao and Fabio Silva, uh, you know. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, you know, he can turn around, look, and go, I can change it if I need to. Yeah, that can only be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. There's lots and lots of options. And particularly going into Newcastle on Saturday afternoon, of course, we're going to want that first consecutive win of the season and our first home win of the season, if we can get it. Now, Newcastle haven't registered a win yet this season, even though they have um, got a couple of draws. Could this be another opportunity for three points? Oh, it's always an opportunity for three <laughs> points. You know this. Like Every game is tough in the Premier League, as a former manager used to say. There are no easy games. <laughs> But you know as well as I do that the fans will be expecting us to go out at home mm -hmm. and try and put right what we saw against Brentford. Yeah. Brentford were very tight defensively, very well organised. Newcastle may be a little bit more attacking. They have players like Almiron and Alan San Maximim who can cause us real problems with pace running at us. So it, by no means will it be an easy game against Newcastle. But as we've just been saying feel-good factor from beating Southampton. We're scoring goals now. We're looking a threat. We kept a clean sheet as well. Keep it rolling. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to Newcastle on Saturday. We'll both be there. So um, fingers crossed for another win. But on Sunday, it wasn't just the Wolves first team that got a win. It was also three points for Wolves women. Another win for them. They were away at Huddersfield for a five goal thriller, which ended 3-2 in their favour to put them to the top of the table for the first time this season. Now, as a newly promoted side, that is absolutely incredible. But Dan McNamara doesn't want to get ahead of himself. He's still very much focused. Uh, there's a long way to go this season still. I'm very much focused on just keeping this up. They've, they're unbeaten so far. They've only had one draw. The rest have all been wins. They are now three points clear of Nottingham Forest. So absolutely fantastic start to the season for them. It, it feels like the sky is the limit for Wolverhampton at this point, performing so well. Their new signings have settled in well, um, which has helped to bolster up what was already a strong team that we saw quite a lot last season, Mikey, in, in the FA Cup. But um, some of their new signings have been absolutely brilliant. I mean, striker Amber Hughes from, from Coventry, Beth Merrick, who also came from Coventry, and she's actually a Wolves fan and a season ticket holder herself, which is a really special uh, time for her. And we also had two more recent signings this month. Rhea Elsmore, who's a, a centre-back who's joined us across the uh, black country divide uh, from West <laughs> Brom, and Ellie Butler as well, who actually scored away at Huddersfield this weekend. So they've got a really strong team, and, and they've had some of the highest attendances in the league as well, which is a amazing to see how much Wolves has got behind our, our women's team down at Castlecroft. I mean, 
So the Black Country died back in August. They had 656 people down at the CKW Stadium, which, to my knowledge, I mean, don't quote me on it, but the last time I checked was the highest attendance in the league across all of the matches and across all of the grounds. So um, it's just amazing that we've been able to sort of get behind them so much and, and support them in, in this journey. And hopefully it's only going to continue to to go well for them. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Obviously, you and I watched them quite a bit last season and yeah. you've probably watched them more than I have this year. I was down at that Derby game, as you know, pestering yes. you and talking to you all the way through <laughs> it. Um, I, you know, you're right to point out that they and Fylde are the two teams who've kind of really set the, the standard so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting in the players that have come in. I was talking to someone about this yesterday because, as you know, I tend to do a bit of work elsewhere, not just at Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers. And uh, I was chatting about... Co- about the players that came from Coventry because Mm. Coventry United are a championship team and they turned professional in the summer so there were some players who just didn't want to be professional because they have careers and they have studies to do and Wolves have really benefited from that because we've picked up quite a few players from Mm. them and they're championship standard players and you know I mean Beth Merrick is, is a Wolves fan you know born and bred anyway but the person who scored the winning goal on Sunday Helen Dermody is one of those who came in from Coventry Mm. and so Wolves have really benefited from Coventry going professional and it's taken us up a level and I mean you know more about them than I do so I will bow to to your views on this but you know they have a real potential I think Mm. to certainly surprised a few whether they whether it should have been a surprise or not given the FA Cup run last year is another question but who knows what they could do this year yeah I, I really I mean it's so difficult because I'm so torn I don't want to get you know we are still so early in the season and I know that as I said before Dan McNamara feels exactly the same he doesn't want to get ahead of himself he just wants to focus on the next match and the next match and just and just keep that momentum going but but if you look at the starts of the season they've also had some tough fixtures they've played some of the toughest sides in this league and they've done well um, so it's 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 yeah, too early to say, but I think that they will be finishing at least sort of battling for promotion. I mean, if not maybe promotion, it seems like a, a scary word to say. I mean, I, I did an interview with um, Beth Merrick, the, the Wolves fan, at the at the beginning of the season, and she said, why not? She was like, why not? Let's just aim for the best we can do. Let's aim for promotion. She was like, yeah. well, there's no harm in that. And, and she's totally right. I mean, if they don't get it, I mean, no one in, in any way or shape or form is expecting them to get promotion after being promoted this season, getting the upward movement they've deserved so much. So, yeah, it's, it's a scary word to say, but the way it also works in, in the league is that it's split into the Northern Premier Division and the Southern Premier Division and only one from each league goes up so there's only one promotion spot available so it is going to be um, tricky but um, but yeah I'm, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of their reach it's um, very exciting and Wolvesman are definitely one to watch and if you haven't been down to Castlecroft yet um, make sure you do get down to the CKW Stadium and support our women's team they play exciting football and it's free for season ticket holders yes yes it just is just as it is to come and watch the under 23s at Kidderminster as well yes how have the under 23s been getting on Mikey they had a pretty decent start to the season they had one heavy defeat against Reading early on and that was when there was a lot of players unavailable because because mm-hmm. some are with the first team and then others have been going out on loan. So it's a fairly new group this year. Mm-hmm. They've been going pretty well until Monday night when they were beaten by Sunderland, which was a touch disappointing, though Fabio Silva played in the game oh, really? and got himself nice. a goal as well. So it was really good for him. It was interesting that he he only really was going to play about 60, 70 minutes, but mm-hmm. the decision was kind of left down to him whether he felt strong enough 
to go through the entire game. And he made that call. I, I saw him give the big thumbs up to the bench after 70 minutes to say, no, I'm good. I'm feeling good. I want to play the whole game, which was great for oh, him. Amazing, yeah. You know, that shows a lot about his character as well, that... He's trying to get some minutes and get some confidence. Mm -hmm. They were a bit unfortunate to lose 3-1. It was 2-1 and they threw Louis Molden, the goalkeeper, up at the end. And then Sunderland hit on the counter-attack and got the third, which makes it feel a bit harsher. Because they were the better team throughout most of the game. They've got Villa coming up away in a big derby game on Friday night, which will be a really interesting one. You'll be able to watch it on Wolves TV. And then they've got Shrewsbury in the EFL Trophy next week, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in theory, Shrewsbury's first team or a large portion of it. So mm-hmm. it'll be a real test for them. But, you know, they're, again, they're a very young group and some of the big players from last year have gone out on loan. So we see the next generation coming through and that's part of it. You know, it's not just Bruno's team. There is the women's team that you can get involved in and see a different style. There is the under-23s that you can go down and see who are coming through as the, as the Cubs yes. to, to become future Wolves. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. There's so much to watch across, uh, whether it's in person, as you say, coming down to under-23s games, coming down to Wolves women, uh, or online on Wolves TV. There is so much to watch and get involved with. And, yeah, you can really see the new generation, as you said there, um, of Wolves players coming through, coming through the under-23s. Is there anyone in particular that we should be looking out for or keeping an eye on this year? Well, I've talked about Luke Cundall a lot, and I know the first team management group are really impressed with him. Uh, Chem Campbell's having a a decent season as well. He had a a little bit of a breakthrough a couple of years ago when he became the club's second youngest player ever against Aston Villa in the League Mm -hmm. Cup. And then he's had some injury issues, and it's taken him a bit of time, but he's starting to look very strong again indeed. And there was a guy that we signed from Manchester City on deadline day that went under the radar a little bit called Harvey Griffiths. And he is a very, very talented holding midfielder. And if he progresses at the rate which people talk about him being potentially able to do, I don't think it'll be too far along before we start to see him possibly pushing to be on the bench, possibly in the next couple of years being a very good player. Fingers crossed. Well, let's keep an eye on keep an eye on him. And fingers crossed as well for Under-23's game at the weekend against Aston Villa. It'd be great to get a, a win there as well. Um, but we will both be at Molyneux on Saturday for our match against Newcastle. So we will hopefully see you all there. And then we'll be back on Wolves Radio again next week, hopefully discussing another three points. That would be brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we will see you then. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.